when businesses are trying to grow or find themselves in, in need of capital immediately, that's the worst time to get it because they're seeking it out of desperation. They're going to get taken advantage of if they do the online thing. It's unregulated. Came across one the other day that was 144% interest rate. That is not illegal, which is astounding to me. But they don't understand that it's 144%. They think, oh, well, it's 12% and I'm only going to be using it for a temporary time. Well, it's not 12%. It's it's 144% when you calculate the APR. And that's really what businesses need to be looking at is that annual percentage rate. One is celebrating its 70th anniversary, the other its 40th. Both have grown in importance to that engine of the American economy, small businesses, especially during and following the pandemic. What are the resources the U.S. Small Business Administration, now in its 70th year, and America's Small Business Development Centers, now in their 40th year, offering Main Street Enterprises? What are those small businesses most in need of? What are they asking for more of? What is the most frequent advice the SBDC and the SBA give small businesses? Today's guests have brought their extensive private sector experience to their SBA and SBDC jobs and have special insights to offer those currently running a small business, thinking of starting a small business, or operating a small business to earn some additional income. I'm Tony Melandra, NFIB California Senior Media Manager. We're proud to have this podcast supported in part by Five Star Bank, serving customers through specialized banking solutions for entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders in Northern California. Here to talk with today's guest is NFIB California State Director John Kabatek. Take it away, John. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tony. I am so excited. I'm fired up, actually, to welcome not one, but two incredible Great friends, but ardent advocates and leaders of small business in California, Heather Lutzi and Scott Rogalski. Welcome to both of you. Heather, I'm going to just do a little intro for her first. Heather currently serves as the district director for the Sacramento District Office of the Small Business Administration, a position she has held twice since 2017. A former banking executive with more than 30 years of banking and finance experience, Heather was a senior vice president at a community bank where she ran the small business lending division. And she's no stranger to small business, folks. Let me tell you, her grandfather owned and operated a furniture store in San Francisco for more than 40 years. Her parents were small business owners, and the youngest of her three children started his own small business at the age of 11. Wow. Heather has held an array of other positions with the SBA, loan officer, senior analyst, district international trade officer, and lender relations specialist. As the SBA's Sacramento director, Heather's a champion for the region's entrepreneurs. She expands access to SBA programs by supporting underserved communities and increases the utilization of these SBA services across the district's, get this, 22 northeastern counties. Wow. When do you sleep, Heather Lutzi? Welcome. Welcome, Heather Lutzi. Thanks so much, John. It's a pleasure to be here. As you stated, with respect to the SBA, I took on this position as district director in 2017, and it's been my honor and pleasure to serve. Unfortunately, it was during the COVID years, so that got a little stressful, but it also really shined a light on the agency and had the opportunity to get us out in the forefront of small businesses. They realize the value and the impact that SBA 
products and services can have for their business, whether they're starting or growing or expanding into new markets. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it really, blo- I mean, exploded for better or for worse, but I think for better, you were right there front and center for so many small businesses, a lot of our NFIB members for sure. And we're just so grateful to have you. We're going to have a great discussion today. So thank you for being here. We want to hear a lot more about the SBA too, for sure. Thank and all you. you're doing. Scott Rogalski. Scott, how are you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Thank yeah. you, John. He's, Scott's definitely got that in-studio voice, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Associate Director of Strategic Initiatives for the Northern California Small Business Development Centers, or the SBDC's network, and a great friend also. After graduating from Sacramento State in 2004 with a bachelor's in finance, Scott got his start and his feet planted also in the banking industry. A lot of financial institution smarts here, which is so needed. For 10 years, Scott worked through many positions from a business banker and lender to a branch management and regional leadership roles throughout Northern California. And after his banking and lending career in 2015, he became an entrepreneur. Well, he was, but he even did more of that, launching his own consulting firm, helping other small businesses through a nonprofit that he created to bring these resources, education, and access to capital for small businesses, where I think Scott worked a lot, right, with lenders to help make these products accessible, transparent for these Main Street owners. And for the last five years in his current role with the Northern Cal SBDC, Scott has specialized in creating need-focused programs with cities and counties to help these businesses start and grow and get funded. He's setting a new standard for how to develop strategic partnerships, business economic development, and forward-thinking programs across all kinds of sectors. Finance, food, technology, environment, minority business sectors, international. Wow. So we got a lot to, to hear from both of them. But Scott Rogalski, great to have you with us, man. Hey, thank you very much, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so SBDC, Small Business Development Centers, were were funded by SBA, Small Business Administration, thanks to Heather and her team, mm-hmm. and then also the state of California, Cal OSPA, so the Governor's Office of Economic Development. And because of this funding, we come to small, medium-sized businesses at no cost. So we work with them hands-on, whatever, whatever they're trying to accomplish from start to growing, sustaining, selling, or if they're looking to buy a business. So we can go as granular as helping them put their lease agreements together so they can get into a place or maybe helping them hire their first employee, right. or you mentioned international trade, so helping them sell abroad, whether that's you know the easy countries of Mexico or Canada, or going from two countries to like their third or fourth country. So, yeah, we have an array of products and services that we provide to small businesses, mostly around advice and consulting, and then also training and regional events as well. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I was going to ask you, you know, as you're hearing from small business owners kind of through the COVID dilemma, to say the least, and out of it, where are you finding most small business owners? You know, I'll ask each of you, where have you found most of them have the greatest needs, the requests, kind of the wants right now? Or is it or is it all over the map in terms of where you can help them? So I would say the, for the most part, it's accessing capital. Mm-hmm. That is really a barrier to businesses both starting and growing. And it's lending institutions such as Five Star Bank that really kind of shine a light on what it takes. And they've got a fantastic team over there. Actually, Five Star is our preferred lender. So they actually are delegated with the SBA, which means that they can make decisions on SBA's behalf, which is a huge benefit to them and their customers. So it's basically capital. And then I would say the ones 
the, the young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that are just starting out really need handholding. Mm. They need to find out what the difference between a, a balance sheet and an income statement is. They need to know how to do their books. They need to know what goes into a business plan and that the business plan is actually a living document and should be updated regularly. With SBA, as well as our resource partners, such as the SBDC, Scott and his team, they can assist with respect to market research, with respect to putting that business plan together, kind of vetting it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, you get tunnel vision, I think, when you are a business owner and you are good at one thing or two things, perhaps. But when you get into all of the minutiae of trying to pull it all together, that's really where the SBA and our resource partners shine. Yeah, that's neat. Scott, what would you say? It's kind of similar tracks that you're hearing out there. And Definitely, yeah. Businesses trying to access funding is the the hardest thing for them to understand and figure out. And, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And they just, what they, unfortunately, they get really nervous and anxious and excited. And they just don't, they have no patience. So they just go online, they Google, I need money today. And you can get money today if you want. But usually the faster you get it, the more you have to pay. And it's not super, it's not regulated for online lending yet. So they're, they're not super clear in letting you know, the borrower, the business owner, what rate they're actually charging you. Because it's not an APR. It's like some sort of like calculus factoring rate that nobody really knows how to figure out. Right. So it's unfortunate that they just rush to get it. And if they just knew that the SBA exists or the SBDC or SCORE or Women's Business Centers, all the technical assistance centers that are available to them at no cost, if they knew they existed, they could start with us. Because we're here to guide them. That's really what we're here to do and kind of walk them through that process. And and Heather's right. Like the early stage entrepreneurs, like starting today, the younger generations starting in their teens or 20s, they have a great idea and they may have like be able to put it on paper. But what they don't have is business sense and they don't understand how the numbers make sense. Right. They may know how to make their product or service and go MVP and put it on the you know market. But what they don't know is they don't know how how many they need to sell <laughs> to actually make profit or pay an employee or pay themselves or what a gross margin is and all that stuff. And the financials are so important. You know, knowing your numbers. Absolutely. Is, is, you should know at a pulse any time what your numbers are, right? Right. Like what's your profit, what's your revenue, are you making money or you're not making money? And just knowing how to navigate the arduous process of getting financing, which is why I quit banking, is to go out there and educate businesses on how to do that and advocate and work with lenders to make it easier and more transparent. That's the hardest challenge out there, and that's what businesses can find at SBDC. Yeah, and these relationships with independent banks and local community banks. And I love, thank you for the egregious plug of our amazing sponsor, Five Star Bank. <laughs> that was not uh, <laughs> I love you, Heather. And you got smiling five-star people. But there are so many, there are a number of other great independent banks out there and community banks that have been great partners with both of you over the years and the organizations. But walk me through it a little bit, if you would. Scott, if I can hang on to you for a second here. Let's say I'm an aspiring entrepreneur. I want to get my business started. I, I got these great cookies. This is complete fiction because I burn water, okay? <laughs> but if I did hypothetically make these killer cookies or something like that, you know, walk me through just briefly and walk us through kind of how what that process is with the SBDC and somebody who really, when they knock on the door, kind of how that can help them. Yeah, definitely. So we have, uh, we have food and beverage experts, so artisan foods. And so there's, 
there's a lot of questions that we ask up front mm-hmm. to see if they really even want to go through with this. And what do they want to do with this cookie store, cookie maker yeah. business, right? Do they want to just sell $50,000 worth of income and sell it to their friends and family, maybe do a little e-commerce on Etsy or wherever they're going to sell it at? Or do they want to grow this, maybe quit their state job or their you know W-2 job and just go – Cooking connection, yeah, just go for it, right? Like crumble, like the crumble cookie. Yeah. Like, is that what they want to do? Or, you know, they want to franchise? So a lot of questions up front. Like, usually some of our advisors ask up front, like, it's great that you want to start a business, but tell me how you want to exit your business. Like, are you going to sell it? Are you going to give it to your, you know, your children? Or what are you going to do with it? Or is this just a hobby? Like, you're just going to do a Schedule C. You're going to make a little money on the side. Sure. So based on that, and then we bring in our food experts that want to talk about, like, how you're, you know, how you're making the cookies. Are you making it at home? Are you making it at a commercial kitchen? And then how are you going to package it? And then how are you going to sell it? Are you going to do farmer's markets? So we actually have a cohort that we teach businesses on how to sell small-scale food items. Mm-hmm. And then we walk them through a six-week cohort, also at no cost. And then we teach them how to sell the business, sell their products online. And then we also teach them how to go sell at a farmer's market and kind of get their foot in the door. And then how to how to grow that business based on what they're trying to do. And then, you know, maybe it's not for them, John. Maybe it's just an idea and they like making cookies and they just want to do a little bit on the side, but they don't really want to put it, put it on their taxes, right? But, yeah, so what we do is we go from super small-scale micro businesses, which is under 50000 in revenue, mm-hmm. to larger scale, you know, want to grow and have multiple locations. So That's awesome. Kind of walking through that. And that food is just one of a number of cohorts, right? You've got all, a whole array of what's yes. a number of other sectors, I can imagine, right, all across the board. Yeah, a lot of them are around finance, like how to, how to start your business, like how to get capital to start, how to buy a business, how to buy a building. A lot of it's around financing. But, yeah, we have we also have a cosmetology and barber school, like a six-week cohort where you mm-hmm. can go launch your own salon or, you know, our hair, haircut place. We have, we have international trade, so we teach about how to sell abroad. And then outside of that, we have a multitude of different industries, and we have QuickBooks and HR, how to hire people, the HR, HR laws that come out. So just an array of, you know, services and industries that we can help around food or ag Mm-hmm. Or tech, we have we have a great tech team that can help launch a tech platform or a tech company, and we have tech experts around SBAR, STTR, all the innovation grants that are offered, as well as like SaaS or AI or biotech, and cool, yeah, they can get access to venture capitalists and angel investors. Yeah, that's awesome. And Heather, you know, it's also maybe a little. Your thoughts here, you know, for people who are kind of trying to take that cookie, that again, that hypothetical cookie, (laughs) but so many of them take that little light bulb idea and that's the SBDCs in all these different parts of the state with the cohorts and partners and experts. But how about those who have had business for a while? What are you finding with those who, you know, have had their business for a little while? I know a lot of, a lot of small businesses can fail or struggle, I should mm-hmm. say, you know, and we, we hate to see that anytime. But what are some of those commonplace things that you find with business owners, small business owners that, you know, they, the, the missed, some of the missteps at the, and the, the right steps they could take? And also maybe talk a little bit about some of the other SBA programs that help those who have been in business for a while, what are they taking advantage of and how we can help those who have businesses? Absolutely. So I think I'm going to actually just do a little plug here for our, so I, I should have probably started with this, John, but yeah. <laughs> SBA just celebrated our 70th anniversary Yay. and we were founded back in 1953 based on the Small Business Act. And with that, SBA is the only federal agency that has the sole focus of small business. We do nothing but small business. 
there are really kind of four legs to our stool. Mm-hmm. One being our disaster assistance programs, helping in times of, as we mentioned, COVID. We came out with the economic injury disaster loan during that time. Fantastic product. Interest rate was, was 3.75, 30-year fixed rate loan. Very yeah. palatable, especially in this you know increasing rate environment. So our disaster programs are one. Our contracting programs are another. So contracting, we actually assist businesses in gaining access to federal contracts. With that, they're introduced to federal agencies that perhaps purchase the product or service that they're selling. We make those introductions, assist with contracts, et cetera, and help businesses grow from that fashion. The third leg of the stool would be our resource partner network. And as Scott mentioned, our small business development centers, our women's business centers, our SCORE mentors and volunteers, and then our veterans business outreach centers. Those entities are solely focused on counseling and training and providing that technical assistance for small businesses to start, grow, expand, et cetera. And then the fourth leg of the stool is really capital. And we are not necessarily a direct lender other than our disaster programs. Mm -hmm. We actually back the lending institutions. So whether that's a big national bank or a small community bank or an intermediary or a micro lender, we provide a guarantee for those loans. What that does is actually assists in the business applicant gaining that access. It mitigates the risk for the lender because of that government guarantee. So they're more apt to say yes versus no. What we've done of late within the last 30 days or so, we did an entire revamp of our SOPs. And what that does is it actually even opened up more doors and windows for small businesses. We no longer have to view franchise agreements. We leave that up to the lending institution. Mm -hmm. We are looking at affiliation of entities in a different fashion. We used to look at affiliation based on a 20% ownership. Okay. Now we're looking at a 50% ownership. There are so many benefits to this. We have lightened up the criteria for lending across the board and really kind of give it to the lenders and we are calling it, you know, do what you do. So Mr. Lender, Mr. Banker, do what you do typically, but know that you've got the U.S. government backing you. Yeah. So with that said, we just, as I stated, celebrated our 70th year. We had an event at my office just on Tuesday, and we gave a legacy award to a small business. And with that small business, it's Leatherby's Family Creamery here in the Sacramento region. Love them. NFIB member. Excellent. Long time for like 50 years. Excellent. Pretty cool. So with Leatherby's, just one of the analogies that Dave Leatherby got up and spoke about was the ability. He was renting the, the space in Citrus Heights and the rent, you know, continued to increase. He was able to receive a 504 loan which is an SBA loan. We don't have to get into all the particulars, but anyway, a 504 loan. So it works with a CDC and a bank, and it's a kind of a partnership between those two entities. He was able to save enough money to be able to open the Folsom location. So what does that tell you? Really, there are huge, huge benefits here. So again, it's the products and services that are offered. We can loan as little as $5,000 up to $5 million, $5.5 million for some green projects. And those are actually all being looked at. Our administrator has really 
kind of revamped the entire agency. We have changed focuses. We have changed the way that we interact with our customer base. And really, we want the customer experience to be such as, you know, they're happy with everything. We're a government agency. You know, you always hear that old analogy, you know, we're the government, we're here to help. But with SBA, we really are. And mm-hmm. again, you know, they're there are so many success stories with respect to what we've been able to do. So I'll just tell you a couple. Federal Express got their start with SBA. Hmm. U-Haul got their start with SBA. Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. Build-A-Bear Workshop. Tesla. It's these types of entities that started out small, but they have become mammoths in the business world. So we're able to assist, and whether it be through our SBIR or STTR grants, our technical assistance providers are accessing capital programs either through the 504 or 7A channels. It allows businesses to do what they do best, and that is That's run cool. their business. That's cool. Those are some amazing companies, I mean, that got their start just through SBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day if I learn how to bake Capitex killer cookies, we'll be uh, somewhere in there. That's I an like awesome that name. name. I'm just looking ahead. I'm just thinking, guys, right? We'll be right back with more right after this. Hi, I'm James Beckwith, President and CEO of Five Star Bank. We are excited to help bring you this series of podcasts focused on small business concerns in conjunction with the NFIB. When Five Star Bank was founded in 1999, it was business and community leaders, local entrepreneurs, who wanted to create the sort of personalized banking services they desired themselves. Services inspired by partnership and defined by shared vision and goals, a true understanding of the needs of small business owners. I know a meaningful relationship with a banker can be hard to find. At Five Star Bank, we are responsive, understand your business, and are committed to your success. We want to be a part of your growth and a valued partner supporting your vision and your dreams. You'll find direct access to a banker, complete online and mobile business banking you need to succeed. As an SBA preferred lender, let us help you with your startup business or existing business. If you're looking to make a change, please give us the opportunity to demonstrate what our personalized banking services could mean for you. I promise you individual attention from our colleagues who understand your business and are as committed to your success as you are. You can find us online at fivestarbank.com. Well, and you know what? Let me ask you this, though. One of the things we do hear from not just NFIB members, but small business owners, especially in a challenged time like this, being being 2023 right now and in almost September, wow, is the reluctance to incur debt. The reluctance. I'm sure you hear that often. Oh, my gosh, I've got a wall of stuff. I mortgaged my house. I got these credit cards. I've been mm-hmm. keeping the company. How do, you, how do you communicate that to folks? And I think I, I do think you guys have some great loans that are low interest, but, you know, other things. But how do you confront those who just immediately are like, you know, no, back off. I don't want any more when these can be helpful to them? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to convince somebody that doesn't want debt. And it is. It's, I used to think it was a generational thing. So if the, if the business owner was in their 50s or 60s, yeah. they don't want debt. But I've, I've worked with younger entrepreneurs in their 20s and 30s, and their parents have said, you shouldn't take out debt. So then it's a little hard to kind of get over that conversation. But it's, it's known in business whether SBA is going to tell you, an executive at a bank or long term is going to tell you that the only way to grow is to take on debt. It's, 
You got to spend some to make it. Yeah, you got to have some, yes, some skin in the game. And what happens oftentimes is that businesses will hit, they'll hit a roadblock and they're not making any more money or they're not bringing any more sales. So it makes sense for them to go buy a business, right? Right. That kind of brings up the debt question. But then Heather mentioned contracting. So if you're going to go out there and get some state or federal contracting, so say you did have an existing cookie company and you're doing well, you're making like 100, 200 grand a year on the side, but you want to take it up a notch and you want to sell your cookies to DGS or you want to sell your cookies to SBA or somebody yeah. that wants to buy it or Sac, or Sac County. And they're going to ask you to produce a million dollars worth of cookies, which is five times what you normally do in revenue. Well, the only way to do that would to be take out debt unless you unless you have you have cash in the bank to pay for all the product up front. Because mm-hmm. when you do contract and you don't get paid right away, yeah. it takes you 30, 60 or 90 days to get paid. So usually what happens, depending on what the business wants to do, like I mentioned, if you want to just make 50 grand revenue, that's all you want, you just want a side hustle, then no, I wouldn't say you need capital, right? But if you want to have your own cookie kitchen and you want to produce, and you want to buy equipment, and you want to grow, and then you maybe want to have two stores, you are going to need capital because you can't you can't grow if you're just using your cash flow. Yeah. Because you're gonna run out of capital, right? Because yeah. you, you can't you can't project ahead if you don't have the debt to kind of help you leverage it and give you the capacity to grow. And but I think one of the compelling things about the SBDC and the SBA programs is you also are there as a partner with these entrepreneurs and these owners. You know, it's not just money in their lap and then walk away. It's helping them with financial literacy and helping them to understand, you know, their business model, like you were saying, Scott, you know, and and their financial model and how to understand their finances because there is an there is an element of access to capital, but it's not just dropping dough in their lap and walking away, right? It's giving them, I use dough again. I'm coming back to cookies, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh hungry. my God, we got to eat at some point. We're going to have some. Bu- when are you filing your license? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I am not doing self-promo here. You do not want to eat my food. But it is being a partner with them on education and literacy and that. And, and guidance mm-hmm. and kind of like what Heather mentioned at the beginning, holding her hand, yeah. know, walking them through that. What, you know, what do they want to do? Because if you overextend yourself as a business owner, another thing that happens quite often is businesses grow too fast and then they implode. Like they have no cash, they have no working capital. So they just expended all their stuff. They bought all this equipment, they hired all these people, but then they can't pay their bills because the money's not coming in fast enough, right? right? And the only way to do that and survive is to have debt. And like we mentioned, like Heather and myself are huge proponents of businesses not going online and getting a fintech loan. Like we we do not agree with that way of doing business. We we recommend businesses even though it takes extra time to go work with your local bank whether it be Five Star or maybe like you mentioned like community banks or like right. we work with a lot of nonprofit lenders like CDFIs which is certified development financial institution mm-hmm. or Heather mentioned CDC community Van- community development corporation and what they do is they're not a bank and they have more leniency on helping startups get capital or helping mm-hmm. existing businesses get capital that maybe don't have the best credit collateral or cash flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we can do at SBDCs and SBA and other technical assistance providers is walk them through that, give them all their options without having them have to go to five banks and apply and get declined. Right. We can walk them through that. That's very cool. That's actually a very important point. If I might um, just interject here. Yes. Yeah. 
sometimes, as Scott stated, you know, when, when businesses are trying to grow or find themselves in, in need of capital immediately, right. that's the worst time to get it because they're seeking it out of desperation. They're going to get taken advantage of if they do the online thing. It's unregulated. Came across one the other day that was 144% interest rate. That is not illegal, which is astounding to me. But they don't understand that it's 144%. They think, oh, well, it's 12%, and I'm only going to be using it for a temporary time. Well, it's not 12%. It's it's 144% when you calculate the APR. And that's really what businesses need to be looking at is that annual percentage rate. With the services that both the SBA and the SBDC and all of our resource partners provide, Mm -hmm. again, they're at no cost or prepaid by the tax dollars. And the sometimes businesses will say, oh, no, you know, I I don't want your loan. I don't want. And we're not selling anything. We're providing a service. We don't get commission. We don't get, you know, bonuses based on how many loans we do. That's not the way that we operate or how many customers we help or anything like that. We are simply public servants. And and that's really the way that it works. That's cool. I do want to hop to another topic, but real quick, just as kind of a quick metric, you you probably have these in your head, each of you. What is is the number of loans like on an annual basis? Let's just take California, for example. How much money has been, maybe a couple questions. How many loans over a period of time have been distributed to California businesses through the SBA and SBDC programs? And then uh, roughly, if you know, or do you, or do you have a sense, maybe the better question is also kind of like, what's, is there an average kind of size or is it, what's the range? Maybe just kind of educate our folks on what the options are out there in terms of types, or is it just all over the map? They can honestly scalable. Yeah. It's, it's honestly all over the map. So California is a little bit unique in with with respect to SBA, we have mm-hmm. six district offices throughout the state. With that, each of those district offices have their own set of numbers. Typically, SBA would just have one district office per state. California mm-hmm. and Texas are kind of the exceptions to that based on our populace. So as far as like the dollar amount or the numbers or anything like that, I, I wouldn't want to quote that without, you know, doing my research. Sure, sure, sure. But just for example, like I would say our average loan amount is about 237,000 out of our office. Now, with that said, that could change drastically from the San Francisco office to the LA office to the San Diego office. Very by region. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. And then with SBDC, since, yes, we're statewide, we're actually, we're a national organization, but in the state of California, we have we have about 65 centers where businesses can go across the 58 counties. And over from year to year, we probably do about five to 6,000 loan units that we help businesses get. But that also includes grants. It can be yeah. a grant unit from a city or county or the state of California or the feds. But as far as, yeah, how many people got money working with us in the state of California, about probably about five to 6,000 loans. But if you include equity capital, like VC or angel transactions, mm. it's upward of possibly like 10,000 transactions throughout the year throughout the state of California. As far as volume size, it's about one, $1.5, $2 billion worth of volume. Again, it's a mix of equity capital and debt capital. It's probably like 60% equity, 40% debt. So probably about like $400 million or, or $600 million in debt capital. I mean, you asked all the numbers, so now, now all these people need to listen. Uh, that's listening to awesome. That's awesome. Figure that out. But and then, average size loan, 
It does vary, but I would say it's between 50 and 350, somewhere around there. A lot of businesses struggle to even get to the 50,000 mark to get funding. It's really hard to go get that at a traditional bank. You usually get that at a nonprofit lender. And then usually SP has some great products that start at like 150 all the way to 350, which are fairly easy to get through the SBA 7A loan. You know, you're, you both know your numbers. You're making John Nash from A Beautiful Mind look like the, the dunce in the class here. You guys know your stuff. That's impressive. That's incredible. I want to ask a couple, th- couple things also, and I know we'll wrap up shortly, but, you know, there's opportunities, I would believe, through the SBA, SBDC program for small business owners who have been there, done that, have this expertise. You mentioned SCORE, mm-hmm. to give back. And, I mean, there's nothing quite like hearing it from those. You both have small business experience. But those who've really, who are kind of towards their, maybe they may be their retirement age, maybe they're currently got a business. What opportunities are there out there through SBA, through SBDC, if we got listeners here who are wanting to give back and want to kind of mentor? Excellent question. And actually, it's a great plug for SCORE. So our Capital Corridor SCORE is we're honestly struggling for mentors and volunteers right now. So we would love to talk to whomever has some type of business acumen that would be able to to give back, whether that is teaching one class or mentoring a couple of small businesses, just kind of providing that handholding and you know, that, hey, I've been there, I've done that. Here's what I did to navigate this problem. So, yes, absolutely, we would love to talk to those folks. And they can do that, Heather, in their own backyards. They can do it nowadays, probably Zoom. Maybe I won't put words in your mouth, but how just letting people know they don't have to hop on a plane, per se, to do this. Of course not. It does not have to be in-person meetings. You can use Zoom or Teams or, you know, telephonically, you know, counsel somebody, whatever works best. It is not a fashion of of meeting hand in hand, but I will say that most of our SCORE mentors and volunteers do like to go to the place of business. They want to see what's happening there. They want to be able to get, you know, full 360 view and then counsel and, and mentor and navigate how that business can grow. Yeah. And, and and I will, Scott, I will ask in terms of how people will we'll certainly also give you each some egregious plug time because I want people to know repeatedly how to contact each of you. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to those who want to get back, is it still also through the SBA website or they can actually, how, or SCORE? Or yeah, how? They can go to the SCORE website. It's SCORE, S-C-O-R-E dot org, okay. O-R-G. They can sign up to be a mentor there and then they will cool. be, you know, based on their zip code kind of put into our pool here in the Sacramento District Office. That is so great. I love that. That's awesome. I wish we had a website to recruit. <laughs> so, yeah, I just just give everybody my email, scott at norcalsbdc.org. You can email me your resume, and I'd love to just jump on the phone with individuals that are looking for, like, a side hustle. At SBDC, we, we do pay our consultants at a 1099 basis, and it's a discounted rate that they can get on the private corporate, you know, world or market. But yeah, we're looking for people with tech experience, lending, finance experience, food experience, food and beverage, whether it be restaurant or just artisan foods. But we, we're industry agnostic, so we help most industries. So we're always looking for talent that can help businesses start or, or grow and increase their revenues, hire people, and just really expand and you know, need, need more capacity. So experience around that. I love that. 
Great stuff. Great advice. Great programs you have in place. Let me ask each of you just kind of in closing, what other advice or suggestions would you have for entrepreneurs, for the small business owners who are facing these challenges? You know, California is not an easy state to do business in, but there is a lot of opportunity. And uh, what advice, Heather, would you give somebody who's you know looking to start off, get going and get it going, make it happen? Yeah, John, I, there's a ton of opportunity out there. I mean, even, you know, we, we briefly discussed the pandemic and, and all of the, the horrible things that happened with that. But think about, look at the nation as a whole, and we've created 10 million new businesses, over 10 million mm-hmm. since that time, which is fantastic. What advice would I give a business that is starting or growing or even wanting to exit? You don't have to go it alone. There are resources out there, and there are resources for free. Do not pay for them. It's really incumbent on a business to attach themselves with entities like NFIB. I think the the products and services or the services that you offer through NFIB are critical to the success of any business, and whether, again, that's starting or exiting, everything in between. There are chambers of commerce that actually have great programs in place that will assist as well. Don't go it alone. Find a trusted advisor. Find a group that you could talk with. Yeah. You know, being a CEO or a manager, owner of a business, you can't talk to your employees about the, the things that, you know, really keep you up at night. So find a group where you can, where there is, you know, either autonomy or confidentiality. And you don't have to worry about any type of disclosure. Contact SBA or any of our resource partners, and we can help you, you know, make those connections. Or contact NFIB. That's amazing. Well, thank you for that. Well, agrees as plug. And that's very key words. Don't go it alone. You don't need to go it alone. No, it's excellent. We're, we're definitely in this together. We're your partner in your business and here to help you and guide you and answer all the questions. So, yeah, it just it takes it takes a little bit of effort for a small business owner or entrepreneur to actually reach out, whether they go to NFIB for all the priceless you know information that you have or they do meet with an advisor at SBDC or SCORE, or one of the technical assistance providers. But outside of that, you know, at SBDC at NorCal, SBDC and probably across state, you know, we answer every call. So anybody that calls us and is like what Heather's mentioning, they just want like a, a think tank or somebody to throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks, we'll take everyone's call. And then what we do is kind of just do like a gut check. Like, are you ready to launch this? Or are you ready to sell your business? Or are you ready to buy this building? Right. And kind of go through that. Yeah. And cause that's what business owners need. They just need somebody to talk to. Like they, like they don't know what they don't know. And I would just say that, for an early stage entrepreneur, it's really important to get your product or your idea or your strategy on paper. Like Heather mentioned a business plan. It doesn't need to be 30 pages or 20 pages or whatever, but whether you do a pitch deck, a 10 slide, you know, PowerPoint, get your, get it on paper, or you just, you know, get it on a word doc and just tell like, what, what are you really trying to do and how serious about it are you with, with your, what you're trying to launch and what investors look at and banks look at, they're kind of the same thing. They look at why you, mm-hmm. why is John the best cookie maker and why would we give him money and why is he the best person to run this company? Why this product or service? Yeah. Why is it cookies? And, you know, why are you bringing this to the market? And then why now? They really want to know why you, why this product, why now? How much do you need? How are you going to pay it back? And are you going to make money? That's really all I need to know. And super, it's really simple. And we yeah. have 
15, 20-minute conversations with everybody that calls in and then guide them and get them to the right advisor and assistance. That's amazing. But the time of this podcast is we it's August 2023, almost September. I can't believe it's around the bend. Wow. A lot of activities you have coming. Anything just top of mind before we close? Any activities? We certainly will. Well, maybe we could ask you two things. Heather, starting with you, how can people get in touch with the SBA? What's, what's your best contact info? And what's coming up? you have anything coming up that would be of interest to people, not just Northern Cal, but statewide here in California and beyond maybe? Absolutely. Thank you. They can get in touch with the Sacramento District Office through our website, Mm -hmm. sba.gov, and type in their zip code. It will connect them automatically to us. They can send an email or call. Our telephone number is 916-735-1700. If we don't answer, we will call them back. Phones tend to ring a lot. But in any case, yeah, our district office website has a ton of information on upcoming classes, training events, etc., One that I can think of that I'm working with Scott with next week is our inclusivity project. And that is kind of a a half a day event where we're going to do some panel discussion. There's going to be presenters there with respect to accessing capital and specifically focused towards black business owners. Mm -hmm. Scott, I don't know if you want to give that a plug as well. Yeah. So the August 31st from nine to noon, businesses, whether they're just starting or they're growing, they can come learn from SBA in the state of California on their products and services that they have, as well as hear from three different panelists, traditional bank lenders, alternative nonprofit lenders, and then also VC and angel funders. So it's, it's a free event. It's August 31st. It's the inclusivityproject.com, and it's focused around black and African-American businesses and cool. getting them capital. Outside of that, for us, you can go to norcalsbdc.org and find out all the information. We have trainings online that are virtual. We have some coming up around accessing capital and how to put a business plan together, but you can find them on norcalsbdc.org. And then also we have one coming up that starts, I think, August 30th about thinking strategically. So if you're an existing business and you want to think more strategic, increase your revenues and grow your company and then grow your profits, there's a brand new cohort that's starting August 30th there. Great. And you always have those in play, right? Because we do, I know yes. this, this podcast may drop actually a little bit oh, after yeah. that date. It may before. We're okay. trying, we, we may put it in the box and get it out the door. We'd <laughs> like to with those great activities. But but they people can go online and yes, they, see yeah, all they, kinds of stuff yeah, there. They can go to norcalsbdc.org and find all that stuff. And like what Heather mentioned is we have lender events monthly and quarterly all throughout Northern California that they can – go onto our website and find, yes. Awesome. And, and then, the, John, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, sure, but yeah. just for those business owners who feel that they can't take time away from their office yeah. and they need to do things after hours, the SBA, as well as SCORE, and I believe the SBDC does as well, we have online on-demand learning. We, on SBA side, through sba.gov, there is an ascent journey. And the Ascent Journeys cover different trips, and it's anything from how to get certified to, you know, as a woman-owned small business or how to get certified as a minority-owned small business, right. how to access capital, how to write a business plan, business plan templates. Any of that is available 24-7 on sba.gov. Well, Heather Lutzi, Scott Rogalski, great, great discussion, incredibly instructive and helpful and fun. You know, I think this is really awesome. With This is the essence of what we're all of our organizations are all about, you know, is making sure that small business owners can be wiser, more informed, more engaged and more successful and grow their business and create more jobs and do good things. So we're so excited to have you 
you know, I don't know if there's any final thoughts you have other than uh, I know on my mind, I got to go get some sugar, some flour, <laughs> some salt, a couple <laughs> eggs uh, if I'm going to get this thing going and a don't cookbook. Forget the chocolate oh, don't forget chips. the cookbook too, right? <laughs> yeah, and the chocolate chips for sure. I think we're a ways off. I'll keep my day job. But I want to thank you both so very much. And I hope we can have you back sometime again soon. And that this has just been a wonderful discussion. So thank you both so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Heather Lutze and Scott Rogalski, for your thoughts and insights for this podcast. Again, we'd like to thank Five Star Bank for its generous support of this and future podcasts. You can learn more about Five Star Bank at fivestarbank.com. You can find all NFIB California podcasts at nfib.com slash ca slash podcasts. That's nfib.com slash ca slash podcasts. You can also find our podcasts on your favorite podcast app by searching NFIB California. I would also like to thank Multipoint Content Strategies for its production of this podcast. You can learn more about them at multipointstrategies.com. Why podcasts for small business? It's been NFIB's educational mission for 80 years to remind policymakers that small businesses are not smaller versions of big businesses and that a one-size-fits-all rule, regulation, or tax can do Main Street enterprises more harm than good. We hope these podcasts aid in better understanding. Finally, thank you to our listeners. If you like what you heard, please share this episode, subscribe, and give us a positive rating. We would appreciate it. 